it's a, it's a standard, it's a principle. So it says, as long as the earth lasts, planting and harvest will never stop. Hallelujah. Go with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1 in the New Living Translation. This is the law. If I say harvest is the law. And I like what Apostle just reminded us about keeping our expectation up. So, so laws work like breathing and, and uh, gravity. So we just keep our expectation up. Amen. It's going to work. It works. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 3, it started verse 1. It says, For everything there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. And then verse 2, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to what? A time to harvest. Hallelujah. So there's a time for harvest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The harvest comes from the time of what? Planting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The harvest comes after we plant. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, like in the natural, here's another point. Like in the natural, and like in natural farming, there is a harvest season. And, and that's what we're just talking about. But let's look here in Genesis chapter 45 and verse 6 in the New Living Translation. There's a harvest season. Hallelujah. There's a harvest time. In Genesis chapter 45 and verse 6, Jesus, uh, Joseph is speaking uh, this word to his, his brother prophetic, prophetically. He says, this, time, this, this famine has ravaged the land for two years. Uh, that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years and there will be neither plowing or harvesting. And then we'll just read verse 7 and 8 just for you hearing. It says, God has sent me ahead of you. This is Joseph talking to his brothers. To keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So he has prophetic wisdom about the harvest time. And then in verse 8, he says, so it was God who sent me here, not you. So even though he had all these adverse things that happened to him, he said it was God that sent me here, not you. And he is the one who's made me an advisor to Pharaoh the manager and his entire palace and the governor of all of Egypt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he had a prophetic insight that, um, that there, there's a cycle. There is famine coming, but there's harvest as well. Amen. And he's wanting everyone to be prepared. He's in position for the harvest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go with me to Exodus chapter uh, 23. We're going to look at this in the Amplified Bible. Um, and the point here is that in the Old Testament, they kept what was called the Feast of Harvest. They kept the Feast of Harvest. And in Exodus chapter 23 and Amplified verse 16, he said, you shall keep the Feast of Harvest, Pentecost, acknowledging the first fruits of your toil. So keep this harvest of what you sow in the field, what you plant in the field. And third, you shall keep the feast of ingathering, another, another feast, ingathering a booth or tabernacle at the end of the year when you gather in the fruit of your labors from the field. Hallelujah. So this feast of harvest is also called Pentecost. And this is from the labors of the field, the harvest that comes from the labor, from the planting and all, the, all that you've done, all the work that you've done in the soil, all the things you've done previously. He's saying that there's a harvest that comes and you're going to acknowledge that by getting the first fruits of your toil. Hallelujah. So thanking God for, for the harvest that I've already received by giving the first fruits 
of, of, of what I have, of, of what God has blessed me with. Amen? Amen. How many know that God is the Lord of the harvest? Hallelujah. And he blesses us with the harvest. He blesses the labor. He blesses the seed. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And then we give him a part. We give him, we bless him with the harvest from what we have received. Um, go with me to Ruth chapter 2. Another point I want to bring out is that in natural farming, harvesting is a process. In natural farming, harvesting is a process. We do not harvest everything in one day. Hallelujah. It is harvest season. It is harvest time. Hallelujah. And this is just an example in Ruth chapter 2, the New Living Translation and verse 23. Glory to God. In Ruth chapter 2, New Living, verse 23. It says, So Ruth worked alongside the women in Boaz's fields and gathered grain with them until the end of the barley harvest. Then she continued working with them through the wheat harvest in early summer. So these were not one day episodes. These were seasons. He worked with them until the end of the barley harvest and then continued working with them through the wheat harvest in early summer. And all the while she lived with her mother-in-law. Hallelujah. But I want you to notice that she, she continued to work with them with the harvest and the wheat harvest through the early summer. And so we have to keep our expectation out. He was just talking about our expectation. And I have this in my notes. We need to keep our expectation out for the harvest. It's not a one-day process. Hallelujah. So as long as we keep our expectation out, we can extend the harvest. The harvest doesn't have to run out until our expectation cuts off. As long as we're expecting, harvest is, it can be drawn to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And continue working with harvest, with a harvest mindset. Amen. Glory to God. Now, another point I want to bring out is that we have to position ourselves in an environment for the harvest to take place. Hallelujah. Like good soil is necessary for seeds to grow and to blossom. We've got to position ourselves. We have to be in an environment. We have to have conditions. We have to have surroundings for, for the harvest uh, to happen. And this will give you this example on, on the side. If you go with me to Proverbs uh, twenty, uh, Proverbs thirteen and verse twenty, this is an, an environment that we want to be around. It says, "Walk with the wise and become what? Wise. And become wise. Yeah. Associate with fools and get in trouble." Amen. So we have to watch our environment. Amen. If you want to be a, a harvester. You want to be around wise harvesters. And, and here it says, if you want to be wise, you want to be around people that's wise. Your environment has a lot to do with it. And someone has said, show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are. He says, walk with wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. So we have to watch our environment. We have to protect our environment. Possibly talking about blockers. If we're around the wrong people, around the wrong environment, that can block the harvest from coming. Yes, that can keep the harvest from coming. Yes, sir. Uh, here's just another uh, uh, scripture that goes along with that. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 33, I thought about this. And when I used to do uh, prison ministry, this was a, a scripture that I reminded uh, the people of in 
in 1 Corinthians 15 and 33 in the Amplified. Again, talking about walking with wives. And here it says, do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships and communion and associations corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. So we gotta watch our environment. We gotta watch who we're hanging around. Again, we're talking about some helps for the harvest. And so that's one of the things that will block our harvest is if we're in the wrong environment. And when I thought about helps, uh, I was thinking about, uh, I'm, a, I'm an educator and, and uh, the teachers have what they call, some of them have what they call helps after school. And that's to help students who didn't quite get it in the classroom setting. So they come after school for that extra support so that they can get the, the, the lesson and get the goal. And so there are helps for the harvest. And so we're in, in a sense in an after school training to get some help to help us to receive the harvest that God has for us. And one of the helps is we've got to be aware of our surroundings. We've got to be aware of who's, who we're connected with, who we're plugged into. If they're not harvest-minded, then we need to cut them off or have limited associations with them. Because here it says, don't be misled. We can think, oh, we can hang around them and, and it's not going to have an effect on them. But this is the word. It says evil companions and, com and communion and associations will corrupt and depraved good manners and morals and character. So your character can, can be uh, dropped. Yes. Your character can be negatively affected by who we hang around. Yes, and so we have to guard our environment. We say guard our environment. Guard we want to connect with other harvest-minded people. Harvesters work together during harvest time. Amen. And so we want to connect with other harvest-minded people yes, so that we can all receive our harvest. Amen? Hallelujah. There's plenty for everybody. Hallelujah. Now go with me to uh, Isaiah chapter 23. Here's another harvest help. Uh, the harvest, and here's the point, the harvest must be managed properly because the harvest has great potential. Hallelujah. The harvest has great potential. In Isaiah 23, in verse, starting at verse 2 and Amplified, and we'll look at verse 2 and 3. It says, Be still, you inhabitants of the coast, you merchants of Sidon, you messengers passing over the sea, have replenished you with wealth and industry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, we're, and, and we're on great waters. The seed of grain of Shihor, the harvest due to the overflow of the Nile River, was Tyre's revenue. And she became the merchandise of the nations. And so what we're talking about now is that the, the harvest must be managed properly. Amen. Because it has far-reaching effect. It has far-reaching potential. On the other side, negatively, otherwise it could dry up. Just like the ground can become hardened. It, it can become dry. It can, be, it be, it, it can become hardened. And so the harvest must be managed properly yes, sir. For, the, for the potential to be reached. We think about the, the natural seed and we're not fully aware of, of, of what can happen, what can grow, the fruit that can come out of that seed. We don't know in advance. We have to watch it grow. We have to water it and work with it. And so the harvest must be managed properly because the potential has far-reaching effects. And their harvest here reached with an impact on the nations. 
And so the harvest has far-reaching impact. And so we've got to be very aware, very alert of the harvest and what God can do with the harvest that he's blessed us with. Let's go with me to uh, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 37. A couple of points here. In, in Matthew 9 and 37 in the Amplified Bible. The first point I want to bring out is that we need to continue to have the mindset to picture that there's a great harvest that's ready. In Matthew 9 and 37, Amplified, it says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is somewhat plentiful. The harvest is what? Truly or indeed plentiful. So the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. But here's the mindset he's teaching us. And Jesus is the great harvester. He's the master harvester. He's telling us, and he can see the harvest. He's telling us uh, that the harvest is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few. And then he goes on in verse 38. He says, so pray to the Lord of the harvest. God is the what? Lord of the harvest. He says, pray to the Lord of the harvest. And not just spiritual harvest. He's the Lord of all harvests. He says, pray to the Lord of the harvest to force out and thrust laborers into his what? Into his harvest. Hallelujah. So this is God's harvest that we're working. This is God's harvest that we're called to, to properly manage. And he says, first of all, Jesus says the first point is that we've got to see that there's a huge harvest that's ripe. That's already ready. And like apostles say, we've got to keep our expectation of there's a harvest ready for us right now. This today's date is October 31st. There's a harvest today. Amen. Hallelujah. And then here in the second part, he says, pray the spirit of the Lord, who is the ultimate owner of all, I'm going to put it in this, all good harvests, because there are some bad harvests. He's, he's the Lord of all good harvests. And he says to pray to send helpers to help gather the harvest. Hallelujah. And so in our harvest, there are harvest helpers. There are people that God can use to help us to receive the harvest that he has for us. There are people that are in position in our jobs, in positions in our business, positions in, in positions in the government, in, in every arena that can help us to partner with us to reap the harvest that God has for us for the glory of God, Amen. for every good harvest. Hallelujah. So we're not in it by ourselves. There are other harvest hands that are available to help us to gather in God's harvest to, to do his assignment. Amen? Amen? And I like this part. He says, so pray to the Lord of all. Yeah, the harvest is there, but he's given us an assignment to pray yes. to the Lord of the harvest. Amen. And so prayer invites God to be involved in our harvest. Amen. And we know that if God is involved, he has a global perspective. He can get somebody from, from Africa, from anywhere around the world to help us, to connect us with the harvest that God has for us. So it says, pray to him that he'll thrust out laborers into his harvest. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So everybody say, the harvest is ready. I'm going to keep my expectation out to receive my harvest for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Now go with me to, to Matthew chapter 13, and verse, uh, starting at verse 18 in the New Living Translation. Matthew 13, I submit, is really... It's an extensive chapter on some harvest principles. Mm -hmm. 
Most of this chapter is talking about harvest. And the first point that I want to bring out here is that we've got to prepare the ground, the soil of our heart, to receive a harvest. And Apostle been talking about harvest blockers, those things that can block us. We've got to prepare the soil of our heart to receive the harvest. And here in Matthew 13, starting at verse 18, the New Living Translation, here are the different soils, different types of soil. He says, listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. Verse 19. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't what? They don't understand it. And as relates to harvest, maybe they don't understand that God has a harvest for us and miss out on the revelation and what God wants to, to, do, to do for us. So these can be some, uh, some blockers here that, that we need to uh, work on if we don't understand it. And then it says, then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that is planted in their hearts. So there's one, a lack of understanding. Verse 20, the seed on the rocky soil. So these are things we've got to work on in the heart. We've got to make sure, God, give me an understanding of my harvest. Give me an understanding of what I need to be a participant in the harvest that you have for me. Verse 20 says, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Verse 21, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have what? Problems. Or are persecuted for believing God's word. So here's another one. When problems come and when persecution come, oh, I can't, I can't do it. There's problems, there's challenges. And we'll get to a passage here as we go in, in, in this chapter. That there are blockers, and the apostles can teach about that there are problems that coexist with the harvest. Yes, that's true. And those problems, if we allow them to, they can block us and they can stop us from achieving the harvest that God has for us. Yeah. But we've got to pers persevere. He says problems are persecuted uh, for, for God's word. Let's go on to verse 22. And the seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is what? Crowded out by the worries of this life. So worry, worry can block us. Worry in our heart. And these are things that in our heart, a lack of understanding in our heart. All of these things can mess up the soil and can frustrate the soil from producing the fruit that it is designed to produce and the lure of wealth, so that no fruit is what? Produced. Is produced. And then verse 23, it says, the seed that fell on good soil, how I many a good soil? Hallelujah, we're that good soil, represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much that has been planted. So we've got to prepare our heart to receive the words of God. Hallelujah. And notice all this is about the word. And so the enemy's main goal, and this is one of the blocks the apostle talked about, the main goal is to undermine the authority of God's word to block our hearts. One of his goals is to undermine the authority of God's word so that he can block our hearts. Hallelujah. But we're going to be those who will truly understand and we'll hear the word, we'll obey the word, and we'll receive our harvest for the glory of God. Amen. Let's go down to verse 24 in the New Living Translation. And, it's, and here's another point. We must be aware 
that the enemy wants to cleverly block our hearts, but the ultimate harvest will come. And so, and Jesus alerts us to the enemies that we have, the challenges to our earthly harvest. Here in verse 24 it says, here's another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. So here's seed again. But that night as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted what? Weeds among the wheat and then slipped away. He cleverly, subtly wants to plant weeds to block our harvest. Verse 26, and when the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, sir, the field you planted, that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, verse 28. The farmer exclaimed, should we pull out the weeds, they asked? No, he replied, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. So the weeds and the wheat are coexisting, and he says here, let both grow together until the harvest. And then I'll tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them, and then put the wheat into the barns. So there are weeds that will need to be pulled out, hallelujah, that will try to stop our harvest. And as I'm saying, in this evil world, the weeds and the wheat are coexisting. And there will be a final harvest. We'll get to that, but there will be a final harvest when finally, and this is what Jesus is saying, when all the weeds will be burned, sorted together, and they'll be burned, and then the harvest will become, will, will come, will be, will be manifested, and there will be no interference. But right now, there is interference, and so we've got to press our way through, and not let problems, as we saw earlier, not let problems and, and challenges stop us from receiving the harvest that God has for us. And so he's alerting us to enemies, and I'm saying enemies plural, because not only is the devil an enemy, but there's the flesh there's an enemy, there's the world that's an enemy, and the apostle been teaching us about other blockers that can block us from receiving the harvest. Hallelujah. And as we go even further in this chapter, verse 36, the enemy is working. In verse 36 it says here, then leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the stories of the weeds in the field. Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer. He who plants the good seed. Hallelujah. Jesus is the farmer. I say he's a farmer. And he's the harvester. And then it says, the field is the world. And the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The words are the people who belong. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the harvesters are the angels. And in verse 40, and just as the weeds are sorted out and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the world. And in verse 41, and the Son of Man will send his angels and remove from his kingdom everything that called the sin and all who do evil. Hallelujah. He will, he will clean it up. Amen. Amen. He'll clean up the ground. He'll clean it up because harvest has come. I'm going to close with this. Uh, go with me to Luke chapter 5. This is the passage that came to me the other day. We want, we want the Lord to get involved to bring the miraculous harvest. We want to bring him to our, uh, want him to be involved in our business, in our occupation, in everything that we're involved in. 
Luke chapter 5 and verse 4. This passage came to me the other day in my study time, and, and we'll look at this in the Amplified Bible. And it says, And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon Peter, Put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a haul. And Simon Peter answered, Master, we toiled all night, exhaustingly, and caught nothing in our nets. But on the ground of your what? Of your word, I will lower the nets again. Hallelujah. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And, and as their fish were at the and as their fish were at the point of breaking, they signaled to their partners in the other boats and take hold with them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Hallelujah. Sound like harvest, amen? amen? And when Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Why did he say that in verse 9? He was gripped with bewilderment of amazement, allied to terror, and all who were with him at the hall of the fish which they had made. Hallelujah. In verse 10. And, and so also were James and John, and the, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon Peter. And Jesus said unto them, Have no fear. From now on you will be catching men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in verse 11. And they... Uh, and, they, and after they had run their boats to, on shore, they left everything and joined him as his disciples and sided with his party and accompanied him. Hallelujah. So they, they cooperated with Jesus and they gave their boats for him to use for his business to minister to the people. And then Jesus turned around and parted with them with their business. And they brought in a great harvest. Hallelujah. So inviting Jesus into our harvest life, inviting Jesus into our business, inviting Jesus into our home, he wants to bring a miraculous harvest in every area of our lives. And he wants us to see that the harvest is right. And, and not that it's four months away, but the harvest is right now, as it says in John 4. And prepare our hearts to receive the harvest that God has for us. The Bible says they're already white and ready for harvesting. Amen. So let's just bow our heads. Father, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for the word of, of harvest and the harvest time and harvest season that you have for us. Continue to prepare our hearts to receive the great harvest that you have for us. Open up our eyes to see the harvest that's all around us already ripe. Open up our eyes to see the, the partners and those that you uh, associated uh, us with, to connect with, to be a part of reaping the harvest that you have for us. Help us to resist those who, who are dangerous, who are, who are blockers, who are weeds in our harvest and, and put limitations on our involvement with them so that we may associate with wise people and associate with wise harvesters and be a part of group harvesting for your glory and for your kingdom. We thank you for your anointing of harvest that's been released upon us in this time and we thank you for it and help us not to miss what you have for us in Jesus' name. And this, just take a moment just to lift your hands before him and thank you. Thank him in advance for the harvest. Thank you for the expectation that we already have. We stir up our expectation. Hallelujah. We stir up our vision that we can see it. Remove the blindness from our eyes that we can see the harvest around us. Thank you for divine strategies and wisdom to, to reap the harvest that you have for us. Thank you, Father. We're moving closer to the harvest that you have for us. Thank you for the business. Thank you for the job. Thank you for the insight. 
Thank you for the revelation. Thank you for the witty inventions. Thank you for everything you have for us. Hallelujah. Thank you for favor with officials and government authorities, Father, to receive the harvest with bosses and with employers. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That you'll use them and you'll connect us to receive our hearts for your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just even thank you for past heart. We just take a moment just to thank you for past heart that you've done. Thank you, Lord. You paid off debts. Hallelujah. Thank you for jobs that you blessed us with. Thank you for health, harvest of health that we receive, Father. We just thank you for protecting us. Thank you for every blessing, every harvest that we received in the past, Father. You be the same God now as you were then. And we thank you, Father. You are the Lord of the hearts. And we bless your name in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for a harvest perspective. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise and shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He did a wonderful job, didn't he? Amen. He gave us a lot of good pointers. Uh, it's, it's good, you know. A harvest is always moving. Yes. And I don't think we understand. I don't think we understand that God's always sending stuff to the earth. Yeah. 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 See, he's the Lord of the harvest. Yeah. It don't ever stop. We stop it. Yeah. Are y'all listening? Yeah. I'll give you one scripture, then we're going to let you sow this morning. See if, see if I'm not telling you the truth. Go to Psalm 68 and 9. Psalm 68 and 19 in the King James Version. Good teaching. Plain, easy to be understood. Now y'all read that. Tell me what you think. Blessed is the Lord, David, 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 David. I can't hear you, class. David. So he's doing it what? David. He's always sending stuff toward us what? David. Amen. Lord, thank you. So it's not, it's not him not sending. Yeah. It's us not positioning ourselves a lot of times to receive what he's saying. Yeah. And a lot of times, pastors said, said, well, we have to watch our environment. Yeah. 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 People are not going to celebrate your success. Amen. That's good. I'm going to say it to you again. People are not going to celebrate your success. Amen. So a lot of times you can't expect them to. Just, just thank God for what he's doing and keep on moving. Yes, sir. Amen. Because people will kill your spirit. Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> and it will kill your expectation. Yes, Amen. Amen. Amen to that? Yes, sir. So, so hang on to that and realize he's doing daily. Are y'all getting this? Yes, sir. This, he, he's doing it with? Daily. Everything. The Lord, blessed, blessed be the Lord, who daily loaded us. So every day he sent a benefits to one of us. Every day he sent a harvest to one of us. Now, if it don't get to you, it's not his fault. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and he said, pray that the Lord, uh, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into the harvest, right? Yeah. Well, when he said that, the Holy Spirit said, the laborers are receivers. Pray that there are receivers for the harvest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? 
printed down and said, see, God's tired of looking at them boss and seeing all this stuff not coming to the earth. Yeah. They didn't know You look for it daily. Amen. You don't have to wait for no special occasion. The special occasion is when you went to the cross. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. That was the greatest holiday for us when you hung up on that cross. Yes, now every day we can expect the blessing of the Lord that made Richard add a little sorrow. Amen. 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 And we have to do that. You have to have the expectation. Lord, what you gonna load me up with today? I'm expecting you to load me up with something today. I know you got something special for me. See, if you're not talking like that, you ain't looking for nothing. Yes, sir. All right, good night to receive. Some of y'all look like y'all with me, some of you not with me. No, whatever. Just, you know, just do what you want to do, pretty much. But I'm going to enjoy the ride while I'm rolling. 